Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. Got the number one pick in the NHL draft, but the men can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. CLT make them need to run. That's Lord Taylor! trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best once you peep the score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise to shine with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's Rule 76. Well, Rule 76 comes hours and hours from now. And you ever go to the theater, and you're sitting there, and they say, playing the role of whoever will be this person, and you have that moment of, yeah, we get a stand-in. Well, playing the role of one Rick DiPietro on this magnificent Football Friday will be huge friend to the show, <laughs> and that would be the date, the great Dan Grassa. Good morning, Dan Grassa. Good morning, David. Thank you. Yes, indeed. I will be playing the role of Richard this morning. I am bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I'm ready to go. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm good. I'm great. Uh, today is my uh, my oldest 17th birthday. Ben oh. 17 today. That's a big happy birthday right there. Yeah. It, that doesn't it, make it, you feel any older. It actually does, and it never did, but 17. 17 is like, like, that's almost an adult. Like, he's on the verge of, of you know burgeoning into manhood and 17 as happy as I am for him and his life and his driving and all that stuff it does make me feel a little bit older these prime numbers have a tendency to do that to one yeah they really do and we're both going to be prime soon he's 17 I'm going to be 51 in March that that see when you get to like the prime numbers like in the fifth decade then you know like you're really starting to take stock in things then you got to stop and smell the roses a little bit more you know you never know when the last time is going to be that you smell the roses exactly and sometimes even if you're congested maybe you don't get a good scent of it right and other things are factoring in but but happy birthday to him that's good 17 mike to be 17 again what what would you what would you give what would you give to be 17 again i say you can never watch football again in your life you you see you were you were well. I mean, if I go back to seventeen, and if I live my life again, starting at seventeen, then eventually there's going to be football seasons that follow subsequently. Right, but you're not allowed to gonna, watch them. You're not, I was going to know, but I was going to offer just like you can't watch football this weekend. Just to go back to seventeen. I can't. I can't watch football this weekend, and I wake up on Monday and I'm seventeen. No, wake up on Tuesday because Tuesday. you're forgetting Super Wild Card Weekend, which is Monday night as well. Right. Okay, so let me get this straight. I I, I go to bed tonight. I wake up now. It's Tuesday. I'm yeah. 17, but I'm not married at 17, right? Like, That's like true. I'm I'm back to Dave at 17, so high school Dave. But then I don't have my family. 
Well, that's true, but you, I mean, it's like a Back to the Future thing. You could still maybe seek them out and make the whole thing happen again. With, without the, the, the picture fading away, though? Yeah, no pictures. You don't have to even, the, you don't bring the iPhone back and then it loses battery or something if you want to equate it to modern times. No, the, you just got to do it the old-fashioned way. I mean, can, can I, like, invest in Apple and Google when they, when they open? Yes. I can. Yes. So I well, will be... You, you know what happens in the future. So I can be wildly wealthy. Why, like, beyond your wildest dreams, wealthy. Right, because I, I know what's going to happen in the future. Now I, I start r- really gambling. Yeah. It's a no-brainer not watching football this weekend. You do it. Well, this weekend, I, I, no, I don't think I'd do it. Really? I don't think I'd do it. I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Tell me. Because of, of my wife and kids. A- anything beyond that, 100%. But now I, what happens if I meet Sherry in a different time, different era, different moment, and she's not interested in me, which well, is very possible. Do you have any idea when you were 17 where she was? At that yes. point in time. Yes. Yes. I mean, so go in, seek in her your out. scenario, I could meet her at, at 17. So go go seek her out. If you know where she is, then yeah, that but what happened? Yeah, but I mean, now it's all different. What happens if 17-year-old Dave does not, you know, inspire 17-year-old or, I guess, 18-year-old Sherry at that point? Sweep her off her feet at 17. But I don't, but I don't know. If you, I'll tell you what. Yeah. If, we, if we're playing hypothetical and you can guarantee me, mm-hmm. guarantee me, that I will meet her at 17, and, and the same will follow through, and we'll have the same children, I go back. But now, was she, like, in the same area, the same zip code, the yeah. same county? Yeah, she, she went to Long Island uh, High School. I went to Long Island High School. We actually had friends in common, amazingly. Oh, enough. really? Yeah. So then it should be easy. But you never, but, but you never know, because I'm an acquired taste, Dan. Not everybody you, you loves me say. at every moment. <laughs> and had I met her in a different scenario, maybe she doesn't fall for me the way she did. Like I brought you seem my extremely A-game. annoying. I hate you. Yeah, that's right. That was yesterday. Yesterday, I got an email about a, a guy. He says, you're so annoying. I hate you. Wow. Mm-hmm. See, I, I don't I, think, I, see, I don't think you're annoying. Thank you. But I'll tell you if what. You I, I'll tell annoying, you later on in the show. We wouldn't be friends, that. right? We are friends. Right. So if you were annoying, I don't think I'd want to be your friend. I understand that. But I, I'm going to tell you a scenario of what happened yesterday on the show. A mm-hmm. uh, Something that's happening currently in my life that people are very turned off by. I don't think you'll be as turned off as everybody else. Okay. Um, but so if you can guarantee me, I meet her, she loves me, we, we marry, have the same children, I would do it. Back to 17 Tuesday morning. Now, see, the challenge of that would be, I'm just thinking, like, from my own perspective, like, can you imagine, like, having to, like, I mean, 17 was a long time ago for us. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? So can you imagine having to go through all that again? Like because you know not all yeah, of it but, was but great. You're gonna, but you're gonna have the knowledge that you have now, right? <sighs> well, you said you said that I'm gonna know about I know. all the stocks and the games. But there's the got to be some conditions to that, though, right? I don't like, know. You're you gonna have to get, draw like, up some kind of a contract. Yeah. Wow. Maybe we'll do that. Could be our project. Maybe like over the weekend when we come back on Monday, and we can have like a little bit of a contract played out. Okay. Well, uh, that would have to be you, right? Because yeah, the scenario is on the table for me. Yeah, so maybe you do some of that work this weekend. That's like I, homework. Well, yeah, but do it when you're watching some football. How can you watch football and do homework? I did that for so many years, and that's why I'm here. Do you have uh, Do you have Peacock ready to go? <laughs> <laughs> the P? Yeah. Yes, I've got the P ready to go. Uh, I've had to because, well, we had that one game earlier this Chargers year. Chargers Saturday on night. that Saturday night. Then all and of a sudden sh- I'm going to have Peacock all over the place. Well, and, and earlier this week I had a little Rutgers-Indiana hoops on the Peacock. I think it was Tuesday night. So I had to have that thing already situated, which I'm not a big fan of, but whatever. Well, I'm going to get Peacock this week. Maybe if uh-huh. Sherry plays her cards right, she could get some of that too. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, welcome to the show. Um, 
So you have it, so not not an issue for you. I, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like having to pay to watch a football game. No, it's awful. I pay it's enough. Uh, seriously, well, I pay enough in DirecTV, in Verizon Fios, in you know the NFL ticket on, on YouTube. I pay enough. Now I got to start paying for individual games on on you know Saturday nights. Let me tell you something. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but would yeah, you really be shocked? Way. Would you really be shocked if next year you're talking about multiple games in the playoffs on a streaming service? No, would nothing you? would surprise. No, and then it'll wind up on different streaming services. Um, absolutely, where, where I'm going to now one have is, to fork over more money. Because Jeff Bezos is going to be sitting on his yacht someplace on Saturday night watching Super Wild Card Weekend, watching the Dolphins and Chiefs freeze their you-know-what off in Kansas City, and he's going to be like, hey, why don't we have one of those playoff games on Prime next year? Let me call up Roger Goodell and throw him an extra bill, and then you're going to probably have one on Prime Video. Probably so. But that wouldn't be the end of the world for me, at least, selfishly, because I already have that. But it's still a streaming service. It's still a streaming You're service. You're still paying for and, it. And I, and yeah, but I, but, but I pay for that regardless. Like, regardless of the NFL, we like Prime Video, so we, we get that, you know, separate from the football. And now there's football on it, and we have it on there. So it's not the end of the world for us. But can you imagine if it winds up, like, on, on another streaming service, which you don't well, how about, have? How about Paramount Plus? Like, I don't uh, have Yeah, that I don't one. have that. That it might be because that's CBS's, right? right? Peacock is for NBC, so CBS may be like, wait a second, we want to drive subscribers to our streaming service. Let's do Paramount Plus. Right. Now, could CBS take one of their, like, CBS games and move it to a paid Paramount Plus behind a firewall? Can they do that? I think anything is possible. Oh, God. Anything is possible. All right, football How can it Fridays. Not be? Yeah. Go ahead. I got nothing. Well, you said, how could it be? And then I said, football Fridays. Oh. Well, let me football. go ahead with my Football Fridays then. Yeah, they're go brought, ahead. They're brought to you by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Today's going to be a heavy football day. It will be a lot of previewing the games this weekend. I, I, I'm so excited for these games. Even the games that I look at, I'm like, eh, I can't. Like, Buffalo-Pittsburgh, eh, still can't wait, right? I mean, Tampa Bay and Philadelphia, eh, still can't wait. Like, these games, I, I, love, I love football. I love playoff football. It's always it was always like bittersweet, especially like I mean it still is to this day. Because you I feel think, like because you feel the end is here. Yes, yeah. because mm-hmm. the end is near, of course. But yep. now we have these extra games, and this is where like I don't actually mind having the extra teams in the playoffs. And I mean, uh, otherwise you think it's watered down a little bit that it seems like more teams get the opportunity. It's not as exclusive as it used to be. But this is the fun part about it is we're what almost in the middle of January here, and we still technically haven't even kicked off the playoffs yet. Like when I was a kid. When you finished up like Christmas vacation, you went back to school right after the new year. The like the playoffs had already gone one round deep already. Like you were already like almost in the second round of the, the playoffs the when Giants you got back to school. The Giants won Super Bowl twenty one on January twenty fifth, nineteen eighty seven. Well, today's the day the Jets won Super Bowl three. Now right. I know that was eons ago, but think right, about but, that for a second. Right, right, right. The Jets won Super Bowl three today. Now it's a long time ago. It's only a matter of time until the the they add an eighteenth game and then you push the Super Bowl back a week and then it, it lands on uh on President's weekend and then that Monday is a national holiday. We're it's I inevitable. Mean, we're, we're I mean how far we're, we're what, a year, two, three, five away from that? That that's going to happen. At least. You get rid of a preseason game, you tack it on to the regular season, and yep. voila, here we are. And no and nobody's gonna complain about that. No, why would you well let, let's be fair. February and I don't even think this is debatable. By yeah. far, the worst sports month of the year. You agree? I used to when I was younger, a thousand percent. But no, I. I let's see. 
Yeah. I, I mean, if you, ha- if you have to pick a worst, here, here's what it comes down to. You got no, you got no baseball. Yeah, you got it's, one it's football game. It's the worst, game. but it's not as bad as it used to be growing up. Let's put it that way. Okay, how so? Explain how. Well, because I've become way, 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 way more into like college hoops. Well, I love college hoops too, but it's not the even the prime time for college hoops. Like you would but, you, unequivocally, March is the best month for college hoops. Oh, uh, no doubt. But it's like it's still there for me though, and I don't want to say that it was necessarily on like a religious basis years and years ago when I was younger. That's I've I mean. always loved college hoops. I just feel that even the month of February for college hoops, which is a good month, is not the best month. Basketball, no, of course it's not. And NBA. It's not great. Hockey, not great. There's no baseball. There's one football game. I mean, if you wanted to come up with another month that's not great, I guess it would be a summer month, right? But at least the summer. It's summer. It's summer. So you're not feeling horrified that there is no, you know, football and and basketball. I mean, there's a ton of baseball, but it becomes kind of the doldrums at that point. But at least it's summer. And you're out, and you're, it's, it's gorgeous out, and it's sunny early. And, I mean, there's a, there's a different kind of attitude and feel to life that February, I think, is, is, a, is a brutal sports month. I would always really be down around, like, the NBA All-Star Weekend. Because, remember, when, when NBA All-Star Weekend happens, the sport itself shuts down. So you don't even have, like, games every day, every night. The one that and used so to you, depress me yeah. was Major League Baseball All-Star Week. Because it would be, like, literally nothing going on on those days. But it is the summer, like you right. like you said. You shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't have to rely on baseball day in and day out. You should go out, live your life, have. But a there was nothing. There was nothing. Oh, there nothing. is no nothing. Yeah, nothing. Squat. Nothing. Um, let's get into a little bit of what we saw last night. Then, of course, we'll get into the games this weekend and yeah. the Belichick and Vrabel's available and uh, Pete Carroll's available and the Jets and Giants are probably going to sit here and do absolutely nothing, which to me is somewhat mind-boggling, especially from the Jets' perspective. Um, I, I'll tell you what. I was really annoyed watching that Knicks game last night because they came out. I know Luca, and you think to yourself, you got to win this game. They got they got run out of the building, and then all of a sudden they didn't, and they actually cut it to a one point deficit. Had one of the most frustrating possessions defensively I've ever seen, where they couldn't get an offensive rebound, and then Dallas hits the three, and then for all intents and purposes, it's over. So two takes on the three takes on this awful performance last night. Phenomenal to play that poorly for the bulk of the game and then be down one and have a real chance to win it and then horrible final possession for Dallas in that game. It, it is funny. And, you know, Wally Serbiak last night because we were doing the game and, and one of his keys beforehand was, I think it was his first key as a matter of fact, was come out with a sense of urgency. And, and I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember what he said exactly, but take the game seriously. Like, don't look at Dallas and say they don't have Luka Doncic. They're missing some other guys, too, and think that it's just going to be a walk in the park. Obviously, it wasn't because Kyrie was still there, and he played a phenomenal game. Our old buddy Tim Hardaway Jr. comes off the bench to start last night. He ties a season high. They both hit six threes a pop. And as you said, that last sequence, you fight all the way back. You're feeling good about the team. Like, they showed some, some fight and some urgency. And then not one, not two, three offensive rebounds. So essentially four chances Dallas got, and then they hit that three. It was Josh Green or whatever, and that was the end of the basketball game. Yeah. You hate to lose like that. You you, you can't – I don't think you can be horrified because you played such good basketball and your schedule coming up is is pretty attractive. But to go up against Dallas and for them to have clearly their best player and to come out like that – and again, it's a one-off. It doesn't drive me insane – but it's frustrating because you, you felt so good about this team. I think you still feel good about them, but that loss was, I don't know, that loss was upsetting last night for me. 
It's the NBA, right? I mean, like I get it. I get it. Uh, you know, on odd times. You know, and I was starting to get like flashbacks to last year. I thought it was going to be like a reversal of fortune. Remember when the Knicks went? That to was Dallas the worst loss year. I've ever seen in my life last year. Yeah, you blew a nine-point lead with thirty-three seconds left in regulation. I thought the same thing was happening last night. The Knicks were down what twenty with like eight minutes left in that game last. And night. Cut it to one. Cut it to one. And if you and God forbid you could actually grab a rebound, would have had a chance to take the lead in the game. I think, though, and, and this is what you hope the result is, that tomorrow when they go to Memphis, last night is maybe a little bit of a lesson for them because now you're going to go to Memphis without John Morant, and yep. they could have fallen into the same trap again. It's like, oh, we'll beat the Grizzlies. They don't have their best player. They've only won, what is it, three games at home all season long. Well, now you stubbed your toe last night. You can't play with fire. Hopefully that serves them well tomorrow. I, I hope so. I hope so. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Dan Grouse in for Rick. Rothenberg here Hi. as always. Said, this is Louis Bonilla. Mm-hmm. I think Grouse is a great host, both alone and teamed up. Super Facts. insightful. Has a very punchable face for some reason. Kind of like a, a young Don LaGreca. Great show, though, guys. Well, does that, does that imply, then, that Don has a punchable face? At least he did as a youth, it sounds like. What, what, you should what? try to punch Don in the face. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. Louis Bonilla should try to punch Don in the That's face. That's what I, I mean. Not, yeah, I'd prefer not to. What are the characteristics that one would then have a punchable face? Like, what does that mean? I, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I think it means that, that, that he would like to punch you in the face, but I don't, I don't know what defines someone having a punchable face. Oh, but I don't know what that means. Is it like a compliment? Is that a good thing? Listen, well, no, I, don't, I don't think it's. I don't think it's like, how could it be? How could it? Somebody wanted to hit you in the face. Be oh, you know what? That's a really sheer, good thing. Sheer, I, well, I would what, say what was, the, what was the politician? What was the politician who said? I, I I'll know. I can't describe it to you, but I know it when I see it. There you go. Look at Ray getting into a little politics on this. Well, Friday Ray's morning. a big political guy. 
Huge into huge, the politics. Huge into both the sides of the scene. aisle, by the way. He plays oh, yeah, you know, he doesn't even take a side. No, he doesn't take a side. Um, Nonpartisan right politics. That right, right down the middle. Right yeah. down the middle. In fact, he's, he's half um, elephant, half donkey. <laughs> half his, red, half blue. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I look at you as having a so basically what, face. So what Louis is saying is that I should maybe, like, you know, Keep looking around every corner that there might be somebody out there wanting to punch. Yeah, them. when you when you go to a restaurant, sit with your back to the uh, back to. Or the maybe wall. bring like security with me, so that doesn't happen. Or maybe bring Don, who maybe gets punched in the face first. Then you have time to to prepare. I don't, He's I like don't the know. Secret Service. He takes the punch first. Yes, or maybe his okay. face more punchable than yours, and then they go after <clears> you. <throat> go after you. Um, you hosted quite a bit with Don recently. Yeah, right before the uh, going into the holiday. Dear God, dear Shrya, it was so fabulous Always. to drop you. Did, did See, you I don't get it? an opportunity. Like, you know, normally I'm doing the show by myself. So any chance I get to hang out with you, with him, with Rick or whoever, like, it's a good time. You know, it's a good time to have the opportunity to bounce things off. Yeah, we might have else. to do a cuddle, marry, trash later in the show for you of the three of us. Well, that's is that today, though? Well, we could just do like an addendum, like a special, hey, a special football Friday cuddle, marry, trash only for Dan Gross here. An addendum CMT? Yeah. Wow. It's possible. Well, can we do it on Monday or no? Like a Monday version? Like the build-up? Like, hey, all weekend long. Now that you've had two days that. of me, which one? Yeah, we can do whatever you'd like, truthfully. All right. So 1-800-919-3776. Um, uh, phone lines up with the Knicks. The frustration from last night. Islanders win. Rangers lose again. I'm bec- becoming frustrated with the Rangers right now, Then, But I don't want to spend a lot of time on that today because, you know, hockey doesn't move the needle as much as the NFL and as much as the Knicks, certainly. But, yeah, that it Knicks doesn't? game. No, no. But I, I think I think the Knicks for me for yesterday it's frustrating. And again, like you mentioned, go out against Memphis, right the ship, win that game, fine. But if you somehow compound last night's lack of I don't know lack of effort, bad performance, whatever you want to call it, into another loss on the road to a team that you should definitely beat, I would be very annoyed by that. Well, I don't know where that uh, number one defensive stopper was last night in OG Ananobi. I mean, that thing kind of came and went a little bit because Kyrie and Tim Hardaway, like I said, those guys from the perimeter, they were doing anything they possibly wanted. And look, Dallas is a team. They take a lot of threes. They make a lot of threes. That's kind of like the lifeblood of their offense a little bit. And even without Luka, they still went over their season average last night. Look, it's it's just, look, it's the NBA. It's a one-off. It's not a big deal. It's the NBA. It happens. It's it's a one-off. Speaking of one-off, you want to talk about no-shows? Number one, the Boston Celtics last night in Milwaukee, who got absolutely trounced. And then did you see what happened to the Portland Trailblazers, who the Knicks annihilated so, just a couple of nights ago? Well, did the Knicks really annihilate them, though? That would, that would be my question. <laughs> right, they, right. They fell short. That was disappointing now based on what Oklahoma City did to them. Yeah. I mean, what they, they lost by, what, 62 points last night? 62 points. So I didn't see it. So Alex, who, who's my 13-year-old, who's obsessed with sports, like obsessed. He's a mini-me, mm-hmm. right? So we're sitting there last night. He's always on his phone, checking out Instagram and Twitter and, and gets alerts, like nonstop. There's never a sports story I bring to his attention. He's like, yeah, I already know. I'm like, yeah, but I just I saw it. But I, but I just saw it. But I already know. I got, I got an alert about it, you know, nine minutes ago. So he's like, Dad, guess how bad Oklahoma City beat Portland? I'm like, I don't, I don't Alex, I, I don't know how, how bad. Just take, take a guess. 40 keep going 50 keep going 60 keep going i'm like what he's like yeah Yeah. 62 i was like 62 like that it's it is hard to lose an nba game by 62 points that is the fifth largest margin of victory in nba history what's the do you know what the largest is off the top of my head i do not okay I, i think alex might know though yeah if he saw it he would he would know rj when when dan came out with that piece of information did you not know that immediately following his 
statistic was going to be my question of what was the largest deficit. It's, it's a valid question, though, because you have this insatiable quest for knowledge. That's why. Yeah, but I, I, I think at times the guys get annoyed by me. RJ, is that true? Because I always – they'll give me something and I'll want to know more about it or, or they'll give a story. I'll be like, well, well where did that happen? Well, that's what the worldwide internet is for, right? I mean, you could, that, it's all at your fingertips to get that information. Well, we can, we can look it up, but I thought maybe, you, maybe it was like a sports center list that you saw and it was like no. that was fifth and this happened no. to be first. No. Keep talking, though. I'll find it for you. Okay. But I'm sure, RJ, you're not surprised that I, I came out with that uh, that question, are you? 73, I want to say. 70. God, could you imagine losing a game by 73 points? Yeah, that's very. this is very on brand, Dan. As you may remember, or if you don't remember, you will learn. When you bring Dave a nugget of any kind, you usually have to come with ages for people involved. And if it is not the first or... If it is the first, you have to find the number that it topped, or if it's second or third, the numbers that are above it. December second, two uh, December second, twenty twenty one, Memphis one fifty two. Ironically enough, Oklahoma City oh, seventy nine. So it's a seventy three point defeat. Wow, and that's not long ago, right? It's not like you like well nineteen forty nine with the Cincinnati Royals, ago. right? I mean, this is this no. is you know right. Right around the corner. Wow. This wasn't that James is... Naismith in the uh, peach basket. Where they had to have a, a jump ball after every made basket. <laughs> exactly. You know, at, at, what point, at what point were they like, you know what? Let's open the bottom of this thing. <laughs> and after you put it through, then you start with the ball on this end. By the no, yes, no, uh, Dr. Watson. Much rather climb the ladder and take the ball out, okay? <laughs> no, 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 no. I think that it was just more happenstance that it came about organically because eventually, like all that wear and tear on the peach basket, it suddenly gave out. And, and then, then it, just, it just came through? It just came through. And, and they're, they're like, like, Eureka! Eureka! <laughs> we got it. We got ourselves a game. Go down the other fine. end and cut the bottom fine. of this thing. <laughs> Hey, don't what need if we to. put one down the other end of the floor, That's too? Right. Get Yay! the scissor. Susan, get the scissor and cut the bottom. And that way, when it goes up, it goes through. And then we start like that instead of getting on a ladder and doing a tip after every basket. Well, those Genius. weren't exactly those weren't exactly roaring times either. So what was the economy like? Could they afford actually like a second peach basket to be able to get like a full court game going? Or did they you have think to play that it was court? a ha- you, you, No, I don't think the NBA started out with half court basketball. No, not the NBA. I'm talking about the original prototype, James Naismith. That's what I'm going back to. Oh, I don't I don't I don't know. I didn't know Dr. Naismith whatsoever. Well, I don't expect you to. He wasn't know a him close dear friend of yours. No, nope, was not. Canadian though, Dr. Naismith. Really? Yeah, see, you see? That you I see? did not know. This is the kind of information I bring to the table. Here, here's another question that I have. Speaking of Canadian, we were talking about this. We were making fun of it during our little pre-show conversation. Our pal, the head coach of the Toronto Raptors, Canadian, Darko Ryakovich. Yeah. The great tirade the other night. I'm sure you guys played it, right? Elite. Yeah, of course. Yep. Fantastic, right? It's a crap. <laughs> Find $25,000. We were right. talking about it on the show the other night. Now, does that have any influence with the Canadian dollar and the exchange rate? No, I, I have to think that's an, that's an American fine. Like it's an American U, fine. Dollars. Like, right. So what I think happens is like. So he's got to pay like, in... like thir- twenty eight or 30000 Canadian dollars. Exactly. I think right. it's 33 because we looked it okay. up last night. So like he's probably next time in New York, he's got to swing by like the Wells Fargo in Midtown Manhattan where the NBA has their uh, checking account. And he's got to like go to the ATM machine and slip it through well, like, the slot. No, I don't, I don't know in. that it plays like that. He probably, no, he it probably does. either has it deducted from his pay 
Or maybe he, he writes a check to the Can NBA. you play along, Dave? Like, do I really th- expect an NBA head coach to go to the freaking ATM in New Sorry. York City where the NBA headquarters are located and go to the walk-up ATM and put the cash in an envelope like he's a drug dealer? So, sorry, I didn't, I didn't play Come on. That's on me. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. We've got football picks. I'm losing the football picks. So I'm going to need your mojo to help me get back into, into, good, into good standing. I had a, a fantastic finish to the season, the, the old Week 18. And Week 18 is difficult because, well, of like, course, you never half the know. games are, are meaningless. Yeah, so I went. I took the approach of I'm going to pick three games that actually mean something, so it's a little bit easier on the picker himself, and I went 3-0. and Yeah, I went 0-3 last week. Oh, you see, you can't do that. Well, no, you, you can't. The, the, uh, so I lost on, uh, on that jack wagon from Indianapolis dropping the pass. Oh, good. Goodson. Took, took the Colts to win that game. They lost it. Um, what else did I take? Oh, I took New England because I <laughs> thought the Jets would never, never, ever beat the Patriots. What's the matter? You didn't think that 16th time was the charm? I, I did not. And then I forget what else I took, and I, I lost that as well. Oh, I took the Jaguars, who laid a, an enormous egg last week. Thought you know what could... the thing about the Jaguars? Like, you'd probably agree with this. Like, they stink. Well, the, the funny, and I actually, you know, thought that they were in good hands in, with, with Doug Peters. Well, certainly in better hands than they were with, than his predecessor, Urban Meyer, but... When you see the Jaguars have the type of an end to their season that they had this year, and you're like, how did that happen? You then are also reminded of the fact that Doug Peterson has a Super Bowl championship with Nick Foles as his quarterback uh, over Brady and Belichick. Don't, don't start. Uh, that, that t- Do you understand how much that changed my life in, for, for the negative? I, really? Oh, I detect, you have no, like, I'd, I'd wake up in the morning sometimes and be like, Eagles have no titles. They have never won a Super Bowl. What a world to live in. I don't have that world anymore. That world has been squashed for me. Yeah, no, that's awful. 
Well, at least you got to be enjoying what's happening this year, then. I, I am, but I, I still know they always like because when it's the Giants and things, it's like all right, another season like this for the Giants. I look back and reminisce on Super Bowl twenty one, Super Bowl twenty five, Super Bowl forty two, Super Bowl forty six. Eagles never had that. They never had that wake up in the morning. Things are bad with your team. I can't look back and say Super Bowl whatever because we never won one. Now they have. They do have that one. But you and know what, you guys, you could, you could always rationalize it by saying, well, you know what, we beat the Patriots in two Super Bowls, and then the Eagles have to go and copy the Giants. You could use that approach if, if, if it makes if you, you feel better. If you said to me right now, yeah. you give up your entire 401k, mm-hmm. and we go back in time, flux capacitor, the whole thing, Malcolm Butler plays, Eagles lose that game, I would do it. Really? The yep. 401k, gone. Gone. So this is like really troubling you. Like oh, it's it's it, eating it, away at you. Uh, it 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 horrifies me. Because and it, and it also and it also makes no sense. It makes no like this guy who no. st- who stunk as a quarterback, right? Stunk as a quarterback comes in, goes on this run that you've never seen before, and since that moment has stunk stunk since. It makes no sense. He's not even in football. And think about those two gentlemen, the coach and the quarterback, are no are now immortalized in bronze Ugh. forever. That shows you what losers they are, right? Giants win four when we're not, you know, launching statues around the well, city. Well, because you have two teams playing at that stadium. That's yeah, but why. so what? There's not going to be like, oh, kids, let's go to this side where they have giant statues, and then the other side where they have a jet statue. It doesn't work that way. All right. Well, maybe the Jets can start to build a statue, Aaron Rodgers, the Aaron Rodgers stat- statue. But do statues do anything for you? Like, I mean, now the Mets finally got one outside City yeah. Field with Tom Seaver. The I mean, it's nice. It's gorgeous. You, you, right, it's fantastic. But you go to and see it once, but after that, you're like, okay, that's good. Like, well, yeah, you don't need to go times, see it all the time, but you walk, you walk by, or you're the kid, or you're, oh, look, the Tom Seaver, and then you have a moment But I don't Tom go Seaver. out of my way to walk past it now. Like, if I'm walking around the outside of the stadium, it's like, oh, hey, kids, let's go see the statue. Don't, I, I, I would don't love, and RJ, I don't know if this is something that's being thought of at some point mm-hmm. if we ever move studios, erecting a statue of me. You think there's any chance that that happens? You know, I've actually been in a couple of very secretive email meetings, uh, uh, meetings and email chains. Mm-hmm. It's being discussed. Uh, would it be like, uh, would they hire a sculptor? Yeah, a sculptor. Like a beautiful bronze statue of me? Yeah, just to, it's, it's actually going to be to commemorate both your greatness at the station and your fantasy football championship, yeah. No, yeah. it would be like an abstract and it would be made out of twigs. What type That's, of pose would they have him in? The thinker. The thinker. I, yeah, I think I'd be like, you know, you know, chin over over a closed fist, like really, really thinking. And then, bosom, and then it could bosom, be like, bosom. this is the strategy that he uses when he dominates fantasy football against these slappies. Could something like that. Wow. You refer yeah. to them as slappies. Well, James Conner. Boom, boom, boom. It's yeah. almost like a takeoff on the statue of David. Michael he looked Lanzo like a slappy, David. didn't he? Could be like that. Like me, you see my, my the, all, all I have to offer. Yes. All the great quotes surrounding the statue. I was born here. Stop. I was breastfed here. (laughs) (laughs) Drop your pants and hammer them, Ray. So a statue erection is what you want, is what you're saying. I'd be like a sexual camel. I think so. Who says no? That'd be my question. I think mostly everyone. Just about everyone. uh, At what point on the management chain does it, is like, no. Well, the could... problem is, is once you do that, like RJ, once they do that statue, then everybody else is going to be like, well, I want a statue, too. And then they're going to have to have space in the budget to make like 18 statues. Yeah, but, but, but they'd have to fill the Dave, the Dave Rothenberg requirements. Who's on his level? Yeah, right. But nobody had any idea that magic was going to die.
Yeah. Did you ever hear that when I announced on national radio sitting in for Stephen A. Smith and Magic Johnson died? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's all right. I've heard some doozies along uh, along the way. I announced on national radio that Magic Johnson died, Dan. Now, let me ask you a question. How did that whole thing transpire? Like, did you get like a tip? Was there like, did did somebody whisper in your ear? Hey, Magic's not doing too well. He just got his nine billion. And RJ knows this. I cannot host a show. I just can't Mm -hmm. do it. Maybe you can. You probably can. You're more talented than I am. I cannot host a show. So why don't I have a statue then? Well, maybe you should. I'm going to wreck yours right up next to mine. When the the producers talking in my ear, oh, I agree. I can't. I, I can't. I, I, absolutely not. So I'm. So it's a it's a solo show. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it obviously by myself, and I'm in the midst of talking about Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. And I think he was. He just left. The, the 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 context was he just left the Lakers. Remember when? Oh, that he, was like, the I'm not going to be here next year one. But he the, left. That's like, exactly he, it. Yes. Like middle yeah. of the season, just left, and yeah. we were reacting off of that. Now I'm filling in for Stephen A. Smith, national radio. Sure. I don't, it was on TV. I forget. One to three. Like, it's a big deal. I did and those was, shows a lot, too. Yeah. And yeah. And and just no. a wild scene. Just just unbelievable. Now, he says he believes that other people knew because it came out last night. Magic said nobody had any idea that Magic was going to die. <laughs> right. So I'm in that the does, midst of. By the way, that sounds nothing like you. And that was only like what five six years ago. Yeah, like that maybe, sounds nothing like maybe you. so. But Nuno, as I'm in the middle of doing this, Nuno pops him in and he says so like forty seconds till break, or you you got to get ready for this, or you know guy on on hold, or going. I don't remember what it was, but he jumps in, and you can you if you listen to it again, you hear why I completely lose my train you of do thought. The stutter. Play play it. Just a wild scene. Just just unbelievable. Now he says he believes that other people knew because it came out last night. Magic said nobody had any idea. That magic was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> so you you passed tensed him already. Yeah. I killed Magic Johnson as well. You talked about magic as somebody who was part of recorded history, like yeah. not still a thing. That's right. So could you imagine now immediately right after? I'm sure we don't have that audio. I was like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. You know, uh, this is what happened. But could you imagine? I think he went to like, commercial break first. That like I went to break and came back and, and said magic. Died? <laughs> yeah, obviously magic's not dead oh, or something to that extent. Well, do we have? Do you have a video component to that? I'd love to see like the expression because, like you said, it was simulcast those right. shows. So like, I, there should be I video proof of that. I want, I'm sure it exists. I I don't. There'd have to be some real research and digging to be done. But no, I, I yeah, it's one of my great uh, horrifying moments in my professional career. But that sounded very professional, like you sold it. So, like, let's say, I mean, yeah, let's can you say, imagine being in the car and you're like, so, sweetie, what do you want to get for lunch? It's like, magic died. Magic died! And then people had to live with well, that. No, for like, you didn't say he died. You said he is It's essentially implied he's no longer with us. Like, it could have happened three years prior to that broadcast. <laughs> yeah, but but the assumption would have to be that he's he's dead and you knew Look. that he was alive yesterday. So magic had just died. If you would have done that show in, let's say, 1990, like not long after the news broke or whenever it was, like I think that I think probably... I news broke in 91. Oh, was it 91? I think so. Okay, see that? I was giving, giving him a, a couple extra years there. Um, I don't think you would have been too far off because that it was thought to be a death sentence back then. That's right. why it was all shocking news. Yeah, it's God bless him. moment. All right, let's, let's get to some of these calls because they're all lined up and it would be rude of us not to get to. By the way, Superbox Bonanza, SBBV is what we call it, Superbox Bonanza. The fifth time this thing is happening. We have not one, but two separate giveaways on the show today. So it doesn't does get better than Fanatics this, gift card, maybe? Fanatics gift card, the big screen TVs involved, MetaQuest. We got, we got, we got stuff. 
We got stuff. <laughs> Let's go to Alan Holbrook. Al, good morning. Lead us off. You're on 987 ESPN. All right. Good morning, guys. Uh, really quick, I just want to say good morning to uh, Dan. Listen, I'm a big time Jet fan, and listening to you and watching the game is very, very, very pleasurable. Thank you, Al. I'm sorry I couldn't get you more wins this year. Oh, gosh, I know. Trust me. This has been a tough season of all the tough seasons. One of the tougher ones. But really quickly, I know you guys are pressed for time. Um, the Knicks, huge Knicks fan, and the five-game win streak was, was welcomed. But I don't want that five-game win streak to make us feel like this is the team we should go and to battle with. It's a great – it's a really, really – potentially a really, really good team. But am I thinking, look, Fournier's expiring contract, a couple of first-round picks, go get DeJounte Murray. What that does is you put him in a starting lineup, that solidifies that defense, and then you put Dante on the bench, which, which in, uh, for, the, for, the, for the better part is quickly 2.0 coming off the bench. So then you, you kill two birds with one stone. You solidify your bench, and you solidify your starting lineup. OG and, and DeJounte Murray on defense. And a starting lineup to me sounds serious. Al, I don't uh, think you I'll have any any reason for concern that the Knicks are done. I, I would not even entertain no that as a possibility. The, the thing about it, guys, is that I'm on a, a face uh, a Facebook uh, Knicks group. And I'm talking about like thirty thirty thousand and thirty thousand uh, people in this group. So we talk Knicks all day, every day, three o'clock in the morning. It doesn't matter. And so many Knicks fans are saying. Uh, oh, this, this is the team. Let's stand pat. Let's wait to the offseason. I'm like, bro, this, this team potentially could make a real run with one more player. Like, you know, and it's, it's oh, God. So well, well, first of all, I don't know why. I don't know, honestly, yeah, thanks for the call. I don't know why he's so frustrated. Like, like why, why is he so upset and angry? It's a good team. You trust Leon Rose now. You trust the coach. It's all functioning. I don't know why you would have this, oh, this is so frustrating. Like, they've done nothing to show you that you shouldn't have confidence in them. So I will say this, Dan. If it's before February 8th with the trade deadline or if it comes in the offseason or whatever it happens to be, just be patient. I clearly think they're heading in the right direction. Yeah, it's a question of when, not if, they make another move. Like, that's they, right. I mean, that, that Toronto trade was the precursor to something bigger. Like you said, it's, is it going to happen before February? Is it going to happen in the offseason? Whatever. Something else is going to take place. But to your point, they had the longest active win streak in the NBA before last night's game. So it's not like this was a team just like middling about. And so much so, I mean, there was talk in some circles, Dave, before the game last night that maybe we need to reevaluate or adjust like the Knicks ceiling this year. Remember, they were only like a game and a half back of Philadelphia for the right. third spot, and they just kicked Philadelphia's pants on Friday night in their building. You're thinking, well, why can't the Knicks be a top three team in the East? And then they go out there and don't play defense last night. They lose by a couple of points at Dallas. Right. So, listen, I don't think anybody's pleased with the loss, and I think what's even more frustrating is the, the effort for a good portion of the game didn't seem to be there. But you, 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 you lose the game against Dallas, okay, fine. That's at Memphis. It's a game you need to win. Then you're home to Orlando, which is a big game. Home to Houston. Home to Washington, who stinks. Home to Toronto. At Brooklyn, which is almost like a home game anyway. Home to Denver, which is a rough game. Home to Miami. At Charlotte, very winnable. And then you, you close that January with a game home against Utah. There's no reason the Knicks shouldn't have a good stretch for the rest of the month. Yeah, think about the schedule. You just outlined it, right? I mean, like, they had a brutal first three months. You know, they've played, I think, more road games than any team in the NBA. 
So it has to even out now, and it will. They're going to start to get these home games. The opponents are not going to be as tough as we saw the first three months of the season. Right. You should like be able that, to stack that, that Orlando game is going to be a big game. Like There will be some games ensconced in there that are going to be very big basketball. You're starting games. to see Orlando's true colors a little bit. Like They're not as good as the team that we saw, let's say, early in the season when they jumped out of the gates and they were like you know top two, three in the Eastern Conference. But it's a good team. Now, what Al said, by the way, like he brought up DeJounte Murray. is like, DeJounte Murray is a good player, and Atlanta's going to have a fire sale soon, but... That ain't like the move to where no. you say, "All right, now we got ourselves a championship." Let's go to battle. We got Dejounte Murray. No, 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 no. no. Uh, at some point, you have to figure they're waiting and saving and hoping to get the star. And yeah. I don't know who the star is, but that's got to be the end game for Leon Rose. Amen. And 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 you'll know it when you see it. It it will not. And I like Dejounte Murray, and he would add a lot to this team, and he would add depth to this team, and all those things are true. And he'd make you a better basketball team. You're, are you better than Milwaukee? Are you better than Boston if you had DeJounte Murray? My answer to that is no. But isn't that also then bringing in another guy onto this team that needs the ball in his hands in, in, into it that sure starting is. lineup? Right? It sure is. So it's almost like addition by, you know, the, the, it's like just compounding matters with your roster construction like you thought you had when you still had R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly on the squad. 100%. 100%. All right, we, well, let's close the Knicks book for now because it is a football Friday. And we it's so obvious, and it's also so obvious to me that they're not going to do it, and that's what makes it so frustrating, mm-hmm. and that is the Jets. Now, Brian Dable, you keep him. I, I would really, like, if, if, if you found out through back channels or you or, or John Maris spoke with um, Bill Belichick and he said, yeah, you know what, I, I would come take this job. Would I move on from Brian Dable? I would. I like what they're building. I think that Dable's a good coach. I think he's a really bright offensive mind, but it's Bill Belichick, and so once in the, it's your last chance to ever have a chance of getting him. So I'm not opposed to doing that if I'm the Giants. I don't think it's clear and cut. What's, and I know you work for the Jets, and I don't want to put you in an uncomfortable spot by any, any stretch. How in the world, with Mike Vrabel and Pete mm-hmm. Carroll and mm-hmm. potentially Jim Harbaugh and mm-hmm. – you know, I, I know he wouldn't go to the Jets. Bill Belichick, are you going to sit here and tell me that Robert Sala should continue to be the head coach of the Jets? It will never make sense to me. I understand that Aaron Rodgers would like this. If, if, I, if I give him Mike Vrabel, now Aaron Rodgers is like, oh, I don't want any part of that. It's absurd. And the fact that it's not even being discussed is unbelievable to me that the Jets have doubled down on a head coach who has shown that maybe he is going to be a good head coach. He's not shown he's a good ho- head coach up until this point. The reason that the change isn't going to be made, it's not because of like, oh, this affinity for the current head coach in place. It's you bring in another head coach, especially one with some clout, like a lot of the names that you just mentioned. And what is any good head coach going to insist upon? His own staff. Amen. Which then means that certain coaches will then be booted out of the building, which would then upset said quarterback. Okay. Said quarterback is going to be almost 41 when next season starts. Mm -hmm. Said, Said quarterback is a surefire Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Said quarterback should be able to exist with any smart offensive-minded coach. You're telling me that you're going to not make this ch- change because Aaron Rodgers happens to love Nathaniel Hackett? I'm not telling you that. They're telling you that. Isn't that a problem? Well, until we start to see some results, yeah, I would say so. I mean, look, the numbers are what the numbers are. I mean, think about this. Most coaches that have the output that Robert Salas had the first three years of his career, don't get a fourth year, Dave. This isn't what's, just what's in this city. I'm talking in 18 and 33, I want to say, off the top of my head. Right. Well, that would add to 51, so that would make okay. sense in those three 18 seasons. and 33, and oh, by the way, one of those 18 wins, 
he wasn't even in the stadium. Ron Middleton coached the game against the Jaguars in 21 when, when Salah was sick. So if you really want to get down to the nitty-gritty, it's 17 and 33. There was a guy who was just fired in Atlanta who won four more games than Robert Sala did, and he was shown the door by the Atlanta Falcons, who beat Robert Sala twice head-to-head when they played on two different continents, neither as an actual home team when the Falcons beat them in London and then at the Meadowlands this year. So everything you're saying is justified, but that's why 2024 is essentially put up or shut up for the New York Jets. Yeah, but herein lies the problem, and herein lies the problem. Is Belichick, and, and I know Belichick wouldn't come here. He's well, not, yeah. he, By the way, real quick, because you brought that up. We had calls about that last night on the show. Come on, guys. No, he, I mean, no, you want to throw that. out these I, other I, games. There's no way in hell. If they even called Belichick, he wouldn't even take the call. And I'm not saying that, but my point is this. Will you, will you ever mm-hmm. have a crop of head coaches that match this one ever oh, again rare. in the history of football? Not the it's Jets. rare. Not going- because they're coming... They're coming from the NFL. They're coming from college. I mean, you have a well-rounded group here, a thousand percent. I mean, Mike Vrabel is. I I I don't know why there are not more teams just lining. I think Superb he's a coach. phenomenal head coach. Superb coach. And, and not only is he a phenomenal head coach, he gets as much out of that of whatever team he's coaching more than any coach I've seen. Like he milks every ounce of juice out of that thing. The problem is, is that you have now obviously the rules that you have to abide by. If you are hiring a coach and, you know, you have to go through all the hoops and interview certain people and make sure you check all the boxes. And I think that that right now is what's probably holding up a lot of these coaching hires, whether it's with Brable or anybody else that these teams maybe have their eyes on. God, Carol. There's a lot of, the, Brable, a lot of remember, there's a lot of candidates right Harbaugh. now. We're still coaching in the playoffs. Right. Sure. There are Dan Quinn's going to be another, you know, he's going to go to Seattle, but they're going to have yep. to, you know, I, I get it. It's just it's it's amazing to me. Now, it's ESPN New York Superbox Bonanza 5. SBBV, like we like to call it, and we're giving away over $10,000 in cash and prizes. All qualifiers will get a $25 Fanatics gift card and a chance at one of 10 super boxes with prizes including big screen TV, Nintendo Switch, MetaQuest, and so much more. Get your box for the big game by listening to our show, Barton Hahn from noon to 3, and the K Show from 3 to 6.30 for a chance to win $500 in the first and third quarters, 1000 bucks at halftime, and a final score payout of $2,000. All brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. For full contest details, go to superboxbonanza.com. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.